Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Number two of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena, along with the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and uh, producer extraordinaire, uh, the heir of royalty, the uh, prince of fantasy, Sean Engel, pushing all the right buttons and keeping us flying straight. And... uh, He's just chopping at the bit, this, this Sean Angle, for uh, NASCAR to start. I know, I know, I know. He's When, when, uh, when does the father-son uh, uh, podcast start? Well, yeah. we are planning to return the show pretty soon. Maybe by the end of Triumphant this month. Triumphant return. Yeah, maybe by the end of this month, <laughs> if not in February, before the Daytona 500 happens. So uh, okay. that's hey, something you, to look you, forward to. Have you ever, uh, you know, there's some uh, racetracks that you could go to and get behind the wheel and, and drive uh, one of these uh, these race cars. Have you ever done that, or is that something on your bucket list? Uh, what's the story there? Do you like uh, to drive fast there, Sean? It, I, it's something I, I myself have never done, <laughs> but uh, I uh-huh. would be open to trying it out at least once or twice. There you go. All right. Look at this. I would love to do twice. that. I just couldn't fit in there. <laughs> we'll grease you up, we'll butter you up, and, and squeeze you right in there. Don't worry, Jim. Oh, now you sound just, like my wife. Well, we'll just get Jim well, the truck. Can... We'll have him race one of the trucks. <laughs> just uh, be like the real Taz and just spin yourself into it. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like to drive fast. I've I've always loved – I would love to try out a race or two. Uh, mm-hmm. Being behind the wheel, I, I do love to. First of all, I love to drive, but I definitely like to drive fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to go like, fast. Uh, open road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's amazing. Uh, we say this every week how fast the football season has gone. And uh, can't believe that we're into the first week of uh, the real life uh, playoffs. And uh, there's other playoffs going on, too. So before we break down this uh, Cowboys-Seahawks game, Jim, uh, do you want to talk just a couple, and then we could maybe even uh, give some uh, recommendations as as the show goes on. Give me an idea of a a type of a a playoff uh, fantasy league and, and, you know, know, kind of like the rules to, you know, give our listeners out there. There's multiple different types. There's... Uh, I'll start from the beginning. A lot of leagues are what they call one-and-done leagues. And what that means is you can pick any player you want each week, and Mm -hmm. that same player can be on any fantasy team in that league or or all of them. 
mm-hmm. problem is you can only use said player one time throughout the entire playoff. So if you right. play him this week, you can't use him again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically every week you put in a new lineup of that week's slate mm-hmm. and you have to pick guys that you haven't used before. So it really becomes especially by the time you get to the Super Bowl, a, a game of attrition. You have to make sure that you have enough guys left that are fantasy viable in the Super Bowl that you haven't right. used yet. So really the, the strategy is knowing when to pick who and yeah. each week. Right, right. Okay, then there's a second version of that where it's actually a two-and-done where basically the same rules apply except you can use a player twice throughout the playoffs. A little easier, but still has its, uh, its uh, you know drawbacks and you know strategy involved. You still need to think about it before just putting anybody in your lineup. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get to the ones where you have the playoff leagues where you actually do a draft before the, the start of the playoffs, and that's the team you have for the entire playoff season um, gotcha. no changes you can't make waiver wire ads or trades mm-hmm. or anything like that it, whatever team you draft that's the team you have for the entire playoffs so again you're, you're looking at the teams that are going to play the most games right 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 um, those mm-hmm. are the players that you want to you know pick that week and really this is what it ultimately comes down to what you need to do in any of these playoff leagues is you need to decide for yourself who do you think is going to advance every week play it out mm-hmm. in your head go over a couple different scenarios and think how it might work out who wins these games today you know tomorrow and then who goes on next week and who wins those and so on right until the super bowl you have to make those decisions before you start mm-hmm. picking players Right. So in your situation, I know you, in your case, you've been very high on the Chargers and, you know, you're thinking that they could go deep into the playoffs. So you could probably try to, you know, pick at least one or two of their uh, major stars. Uh, I would. Uh, same thing with mm-hmm. Rams. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. again, I, I'm sticking with the guys I said in the preseason because every time I change my mind late in the season, it bites me in the butt. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to stick with mm-hmm. what my preseason desires were. And that was the, the Chargers and the Rams just thought their teams had – you know, a, a good all-around team. Uh, of course, uh, both teams have seen their, uh, you know, come up in of late. Yeah. Um, so it's you know they both need to rebound. But you know now the gloves are off. It's playoff time. I, I just think they both have, you know, solid teams. The Chargers though have the tough, tough thing of going into Baltimore across the entire country, and trying to play that great defense that shut them down so heartily uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the thing that scares me about the Chargers is that they're not going into the playoffs, in my opinion, healthy. I mean, Keenan Allen's able to play, but uh, I think he still is feeling the lingering effects of that hip in- injury. And then you have Melvin Gordon, who is hurt at the end of the year. Uh, again, healthy enough to Austin play. Austin Eckler. And, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing that scares me about them. And then, uh, of course, like you said, this week they have a very tough matchup. But uh, but they, know, the, it, they, they will be the first team all year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That have already seen Lamar Jackson. So can they make up for that? Can can right. they? Did yeah. they learn anything from Good the point. first encounter that they mm-hmm. can use in this game to try and shut him down? Because mm-hmm. let's face it, um, you know he, he's he, he's not a great quarterback. Um, although no, not he, yet. He, he, he's had good numbers in the fourth quarter, which is pretty amazing. As a quarterback, I think he has the best passer rating in the league mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, um, which is kind of amazing to me. But, he, he, yeah, he still has a lot to learn as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, and if you can shut down his r- rushing lanes, keep him behind that line of scrimmage, then you mm-hmm. really limit this offense. Force him to pass, yeah. I mean, it, it's – 
when, when they were talking about him being a, a raw prospect and uh, someone that, who's a work in progress, when yeah. you watch some of his throws, you, know, you, you can understand why they were saying that about him. But uh, it does have that amazing skill, uh, the, the, the ability to run with the ball. And you're right. right. If they could keep him in the pocket and force him to throw, that could be a way to really uh, negate and you know, make it equalize the his ability to run with the ball. But uh, why don't we take a look at the uh, Cowboys at home, uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite over uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, over-under in this game, 42-and-a-half. Uh, um, uh, all these over-unders pretty low other than that Indianapolis-Houston, yep. yeah, for, for today. Uh, well, some, good, some good defenses here at play. That's why uh, it's yeah. so low. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the Cowboys, 7-1 and one at home. Uh, Seahawks, four and four on the road. And Seahawks, basically, man, what a season they've had! Because uh, you know, a lot of people expected them to just uh, this kind of being a, a rebuilding season for them, right? Uh, due to all the player personnel changes they they had. Oh yeah, Legion and Boom is gone, and you know, trying yeah. to rebuild that entire defense, which has played pretty well. Not not yeah. you know earth-shattering the way they did before, but pretty well. Um, you know, and uh, KJ Wright seems to be. Uh, a lot more healthy now, so that's a huge plus for their defense. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the interesting part is the entire secondary um, that are virgins to playoff to, uh, playoff football. Um, mm-hmm. You know, none of them have played in a playoff game before, so it'll be interesting to see how they come out and and attack this Dallas uh, passing game, especially Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah. But it, you know this. This this is a tough game. There's no doubt about it. Dallas is playing good right now. Um, you know, Cooper's been a great addition to that offense. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he, least, he's really yeah. opened it up for everybody else. Yes. Um, you yeah. know, and I, you know, it, it's going to be a tough game for me. When when I look at all the different things coming into this game, there's really one thing that kind of stands out for me. And that's I have so much more faith in Russell Wilson than I do in Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. In, you know, in real life or in fantasy or in both? In both, actually. I, mm-hmm. I just think he's a better overall quarterback. He can mm-hmm. extend plays like nobody's business, um, mm-hmm. you know. And he just seems to find ways to do the you know the right play at the right time in big games. And you know, mm-hmm. to me, look, Ezekiel is. You know, is the best running back in in the weekend's games. There's no doubt about yes. it. He's probably going to be a monster this week uh, mm-hmm. against Seattle. And the fact that they finally learned that they could throw it to him, not sure what freaking took them so long to figure that out. Uh, but <laughs> now that they learned that they could, the oh yeah, yeah. and it's just amazing. Amazing. the leading Turn receiver. Around. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, now that they did, he, he's going to be. It's going to be hard for Seattle to can, contain him. I think he goes off, um, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about his prop bets in a, in a few minutes. But yeah, yeah, uh, I think his numbers are, are going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I just, man, you know, you go from Dak reminds me a lot of Eli. I'll just put it that way: of a guy that one week could look like <laughs> you know the greatest quarterback in the league, the next right. week look like he has no clue. Mm-hmm. Making poor decisions all over the field, throwing the ball away when he shouldn't throw the ball away, not throwing the ball away when he should, you know, just a lot of bad decisions. And next week he comes out and he looks like, you know, Chris quarterback who make all the throws and makes all the right decisions. You just don't know which one you're going to get every given week. And mm-hmm. I just don't have that feeling with Russell Wilson. I know we're right. going to get a good Russell Wilson. Yeah. 
Well, I, I agree and I don't agree with you. I, I, in real life, I, I definitely I would take Russell Wilson over Dak. In fantasy, the way that the Seahawks have uh, you know run their team through the running game, uh, I think you know at least for for this year uh, and for you know this series, I don't love him in fantasy. Uh, when you look at you know 553 attempts last season, 427 this season, uh, 67 uh, rushing attempts this year. It's a few of his career no rushing touchdowns had 95 rushing attempts last season now don't get me wrong i think you know he's a better quarterback in real life than uh, than wilson i just think that you know with the addition of, of cooper and you bring up some really good points in terms of you know from almost like from pass to pass from series to series that could look great or he could look like crap <laughs> but uh but i think well, I, I, the, the, there's two things i want to say to, to your point first of all okay sure in, in fantasy russell still outscored dak this year mm-hmm. um dak only threw for 22 passing touchdowns he did have six rushing touchdowns but only 22 passing while mm-hmm. russell wilson even in that limited number of attempts had 35 passing touchdowns mm-hmm. well i mean don't get me wrong. If we if we had a draft today, uh, I would take uh, Russell Wilson over over Dak. But I'm just saying that. The, well, thank God. Otherwise, I was going to have to look for another. You were going to get a new uh, right, right? <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at the the uh, uh, let's take a look. I had some notes on on Dak. Uh, first seven games. 202 passing yards per game, 6.88 yards per attempt. And then after Cooper came, that went up to 274 passing yards per game, 7.71 uh, yards per attempt. So, uh, I don't know. I just think that just just for this year, uh, at least, I mean, when you basically most of the offense uh, for Seattle has gone uh, in the ground. They average, what, 160 yards uh, on the ground this year? Right. But Russell Wilson is still doing most of the damage in the red zone. Or mm. with long passes to Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson ended the season with a perfect quarterback rating when he was throwing to Lockett. Um, you know, the highest in the league by far. Um, mm-hmm. You know, th- those two guys are, are just a great connection to them. And, you know, everybody, you know, talking about what a great season Lockett's having, and he is. But the fact that, you know, he's always been limited in the amount of touches scares people off. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is when he gets thrown to, he's catching it and he's making big plays with it. And the two of them have been a, a viable weapon all year. You give mm-hmm. me, you know, half a half a, a Baldwin that's, you know, maybe 70 percent healthy and, mm-hmm. you know, even 75 percent healthy. Hopefully. Oh, that definitely hurt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt that that hurt this year. But you look um, at Russell Wilson. I'm looking at Russell Wilson's numbers, right? Uh, averages 20.1.9. This is per Fantasy Football Today. 21.9 fantasy points per game. That's 16th. Dak Prescott, 18th at 21.8. So they're okay. closer than I'm, you think. I'm looking at, I'm looking at my, my fantasy league, and I'm looking at 21.6 for Wilson and 21.5 for Dak. So mm-hmm. I guess it depends on the, the full score. Yeah, but it's, it's still too very close. It is right? very close. But I'm, yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is, yeah, I, I just – I'm not putting Dak down. He's he's mm. played a little better. He's just been a lot more in, inconsistent. And, you know, yeah. you, no, you no, want no, to talk I, about I, I grant he's you been that. better. Yes. He, I grant you, say, you that. You know, we're, we're all talking he's been better since Cooper's back. But, you know, you're talking last two, two out of the last three weeks, his highest passing game was 206 yards. Uh, Prescott? He ended up throw- yeah, he throw against the Colts. He had 200, 206 yards against and no the touchdowns. 
No, he did 387 against the Giants in Week 17. Yeah, yeah. But week 15, he had 206 mm-hmm. yards against the Colts, and then mm-hmm. against the Bucks, he had 161. Yeah. Why are you making me defend uh, Dak Prescott? Well, I don't know. You're defending him. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hey, I, I think the him. kid is. Yeah. I think he's a good young quarterback. Get him another decent weapon yeah. on the other side of that receiving core. Uh, you know, Beasley makes a nice slot guy. Get him another decent outside receiver, which Michael Gallup might get to be. He's just not there yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, this offense has good things going forward with with Zeke and Cooper. And mm-hmm. you know, if he he just get, has to get more consistent, and I don't mean just in fantasy points at all. I'm talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. in his gameplay, uh, making the right decision, reading the defense correctly, you know, and knowing when to get rid of the ball are all mm-hmm, big things mm-hmm. that he needs to improve on. Right. Are you disappointed as an analyst in terms of uh, maybe surprised that he didn't develop more, you know, from what we saw in his rookie season? Well, unfortunately, we see that too often. You know, quarterbacks, especially ones that do like to run, are mm-hmm. really effective in their first year because defenses, you know, aren't really keyed into that yet. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it seems that, you know, second, third season tend to be a lot rougher with defenses knowing that they have to curtail him as well. I, mm-hmm. I think he's got a good enough arm. And, and you know, like I said, give him, if Gallup, you know, delivers as that number two wide receiver, I think they have a good chance going forward next year and beyond. You want him as a Giants quarterback? Answer that when we come back. <laughs> We're going to continue breaking down this game on the weekend fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena, along with the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, Sean Engel producing our show, breaking down Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Would you take uh, Dak Prescott as a Giants quarterback, Taz? I would. He's only mm-hmm. 25. Uh, he's mm-hmm. still got plenty of room to improve. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, based on you know what the other options are, I'd like to have a good young quarterback. And you know, again, uh, we've talked about this before that you know they're not really giving this quarterback class a really good grade coming out of right. You know, uh, out of college. Of course, that'll change by the time uh, the draft comes, and these guys will all be king. 
But mm -hmm. right now we're not hearing the greatest thing of them. So, you know, mm -hmm. do you really want to invest a six, number six overall pick in one of these guys that right now people aren't really talking up? I don't think so. And then if you look around at, you know, the available free agents, you know, I don't want another middle-aged guy that's, you know, like a Joe Flacco or Nick Foles that, you know, could be okay, could be, you know, not so okay. We yeah. already got one of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you yeah. know, if we're going to take a chance, take a chance on a young kid, and I would take a chance on Prescott. I would at 25. I still, uh, I think he has, you know, the bare bones, to, you know, with a little bit of improvement. He could be, a, you know, a very good quarterback in this league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, show Teddy you Bridgewater anything? Bridgewater, I like, yeah. He didn't yeah. show me nothing in that game, but I do like right, Teddy Bridgewater. Right, right. Um, right. You know, it, it almost looked to me, you know, and this always goes to my conspiracy theories, you know, I love, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that he didn't play well on purpose because he already has a team in mind that he wants to play for, and he didn't want to put others on the, uh, uh, you know, on the sniff of the trail there. Wow. You have any idea of what team it might be? The Giants. <laughs> you think he wants to come back to, to the New York, New Jersey area, play for the Giants? I don't huh? think he has any problem with that. I, I just mm -hmm. don't – there was no way the Jets were going to give them him to the Giants. And, mm -hmm. You know, if, if if they gave him to the Giants and he goes on to have a good career and Sam Darnold doesn't, right. oh, my God, they look like they're terrible and they don't know what they're doing. So right. there was no way that they were going to do anything to give him to the Giants. May end up getting that chance now with the – you know, with New Orleans, it depends. If, if Drew Brees wins the Super Bowl, you have to wonder if he's going to want to retire. Yeah. You know, I'm looking up Teddy Bridgewater's stats because, I mean, I think he's a – They're not pretty. Yeah. I'm just wondering <laughs> what people, you know, see in him. I know he had an 11-5 and record as a uh, you know, quarterback because that's really what counts, win wins and losses, right? I mean, I right. know that we're fantasy guys and we love stats, love, you know, meaty stats. But, uh, you know, I'm wondering, you know, like what else, you know, because you're not the only one who loves this guy. He's smart. He, he's a, mm -hmm. a football mind. I mean, most of the coaches that talk about him, you know, talk mm -hmm. about him like he's a coach on the field. He, he knows the playbook right. inside and out. You know, he knows what everybody's responsibilities are. And that, that's mm -hmm. a huge part of playing quarterback right. in this league. You know, being able to read defenses, get into that hot key uh, when you need to, and making that right call. And, you know, these are the things that that I think he does. Um, mm -hmm. Has mm -hmm. he been great in this league? Absolutely not. But he's still young mm -hmm. enough that he can get better. And, you know, you put a, a couple of weapons around him, like Barkley uh, and, mm. you know, Odell Beckham oh, and Shepard yeah. and Ingram. Uh, and then, you know, you take that six, that early first number six pick, you trade back a little bit, get, you know, maybe an additional first and maybe a second or third as well. And then, mm -hmm. you know, then you start building up that offensive line, get yourself a couple of good tackles that you can rely on each week. And, you know, all of a sudden things change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, throwing the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. could get that uh, 14 touchdown to uh, total could raise that a bit. Don't you think? Uh, uh, well, if, if Odell uh -huh. deems himself healthy enough to play. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. I'm worried about him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm worried about him, too. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Bridgewater's college numbers, I mean, th which don't always tell the tale because it depends on uh, the team that they play for, right? But they play for Louisville. Uh, last two seasons, he had uh, 27 TDs, 8 interceptions, and 31 TDs, 4 interceptions. Uh, overall completion rate of 68.4. So, yeah, okay, we could work with him. But if it doesn't yeah, work out, I, I'd like to yeah, try. Yeah. I'll be honest with yeah, you. Yeah. I would really like yeah. to try. Right. So uh, this uh, K 
Cowboys uh, Seattle game. Any uh, sleepers? Uh, you know, we obviously know. Look, we don't like to get Chris Carson in our lineups, right? Uh, Zeke Elliott, Amari uh, uh, Cooper, and any anybody? Uh, is uh, Blake Jarwin? Is was that an outlier uh, performance last week against the Giants? Um, did they it see may something not be. Maybe it, they could it, work it, with it, right? It may not be. I, I mean, it, mm-hmm. look, he's a big player, and you know they did like him coming in and all that good stuff. Uh, the problem is that you know, especially if you're talking DFS, everybody's going to be chasing that big game. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, with the the slate of tight ends being what they are, outside of Ertz and Ebron, everything mm-hmm. else is up in the air. Take a shot at it, what you will. Um, you know, whether or not, you know, a lot of people are hoping Hunter, Hunter Henry even plays, but they have yeah. until 4 o'clock to, uh, Might be to actually activate him, and they haven't done that yet. And from mm-hmm. what I'm hearing from, you know, the beat writers that cover the team, he hasn't looked that good. He's not that fluid in practice, and he doesn't look like he's fully healthy yet. Right, so, right. you know, I'm not sure if anybody could really count on him this weekend. So once mm-hmm. you get past Ertz and Ebron, it, it's a total, you know, flip a coin. Let's hope somebody does it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I just think coming off that big game last week, I think Jarwin is going to be heavily owned because the price is so low. And mm-hmm. they look at that ceiling of three touchdowns and say, oh, my God, I got to take a chance on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what are we thinking in terms of uh, game script here? You think Dallas could cover the two and a half at home? They've been a really good home team. They have been really good. Like you said, they were 7-1 and one at home, no doubt about it. Um, and mm-hmm. the funny thing is this line has been moving all week. Uh, the mm-hmm. over-under has been moving – not the over-under, the spread has been moving crazy. Uh, you know, started out big, then went down to one, then went back up to, what, three, three and a half, and now it's down to two and a half. And the money mm-hmm. has just been speaking all over this all, crazy all week, um, mm-hmm. just flip-flopping, you know. Dallas fans see, see the Seattle side go up and they, oh, man, we need more in in that. And they go out and spend all that Texas oil money and say, okay, we we got to get that number back. Um, and, and that's what we've been seeing all week. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I, I like Seattle. I've always liked Seattle. I, I am mm-hmm. huge on Russell Wilson. I haven't been since he came out. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, mm-hmm. bar none. Um, he's just so smart, so so good at what he does. He's, he's probably the best deep ball passer in the league. Um, mm-hmm. Just so many things to like about him. And because of that, you know, again, I told you, that's what really comes down to, you know, this game for me is I can look mm-hmm. at all the different things, but Russell Wilson uh, just has a, a, an edge over, you know, Dak Prescott for me in this one. He's been mm-hmm. there. He's done it. He's uh, been to the Super Bowl. Uh, won it, so you know. I, I just think that brings a little bit more to the plate. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on this. I take Dallas in the two and a half. Like I said, much better home team. Uh, Seattle majority of their offense has been on the ground, and uh, Dallas's defense has really been uh, progressively getting better. Uh, Jalen Smith great against the the run. Uh, you know, I I just think that. Uh, the uh, the Cowboys uh, could cover this two and a half, and it well, pains me it, as a Giants just fan. Another, but, just another thought here: five out of yeah. the eight home games for Dallas, they've given up uh, multiple touchdowns to the quarterbacks. They haven't. Mm-hmm. They, they've only given up two three hundred yard passers. Uh, mm-hmm. One was Stafford, and the other one was Winston. So they right. they're not giving up a lot of yards, but that flows right into Russell Wilson anyway. He hasn't mm-hmm. been throwing for a lot of yards because he's not been you know throwing the the ball often. Uh, but mm-hmm. but they have you know, he, I just think he fits 
what Dallas tries to stop, I think he fits well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very hard to defend him, especially when you got Baldwin and Lockett out there, and you mm-hmm. have you know three good running backs behind that line of scrimmage yes, that he you can do. use. Mike Davis, yeah, absolutely. You know, we talk about Carson, but Mike Davis, uh, uh, Penny, Penny's Penny, going to be yeah. active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So eh, I'll st- I'm still going with Dallas, but look, I respect <laughs> your opinion. You're a knowledgeable guy. Don't get me wrong, but I just I just have a feeling that uh, we Cowboys, don't have to agree. That's okay. Yeah, it's better if we don't. Right? Yeah, I, I and, agree. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I thought, I, I, thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. That was, what, 1989? Yeah. The last time you were wrong? <laughs> but I was mistaken, and, uh, so. <laughs> you weren't wrong. You were just mistaken. Exactly. You just weren't right, right? Uh, and, you know, I'm doing something nice for Cowboy fans. I'm taking them uh, to cover. But I'll also remind them that the last time that uh, Seattle and Dallas met in the playoffs, uh, Tony Romo botched the hold on a late-game field goal try at the Seattle 2. Okay? So just want to remind them of that. Uh, so what, <laughs> all right, so let's so what do you think these... What do you think of the Dallas money line at m- minus 122? I think if you think Dallas is going to win this game outright, I think that's a pretty good bet. Yeah, I think I would. You're not really laying yeah. a lot to win that money. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good bet with your money. Okay, fair enough. I just yeah, wanted to yeah, ask. Yeah. yeah, all right. PayPal me that money and we'll put in the bet. Yeah. Well, I want <laughs> Actually, to bet on can, Seattle, right? so I ain't PayPal you that money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so why don't we take a look at some prop bets uh, from this game. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, 238.5 over under uh, passing yards per game. What are you thinking about that? Yeah, see, this this is the hardest one for me uh, because mm-hmm. again, it just I'm not sure which Dak Prescott we get. Um, mm-hmm. Man, Seattle. Uh, you know, when you look at what he did at Seattle back in beginning of the season. Now, granted, mm-hmm. he wasn't playing very well back then. They didn't have didn't a have Cooper. Uh, Cooper. They right. weren't really throwing to Zeke that much back then. Uh, mm-hmm. He only threw for 168 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. I have to feel he's going to be better than that. But, man, that uh, that number seems to be right on the edge for me. Uh, 238, 238. Eh, i got to say, playoffs, all bets off. Uh, Really comes down to whether or not Cooper steps up and has a good game. Without Cooper, he doesn't do it. Uh, You know what? I'm going to go over. Okay, I'll go over as well. What do you think about Beasley in this game? I actually like Beasley. I was going to say, could he be a sneaky guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those low, you know, low, uh, low cost players that won't be Mm -hmm. highly owned. That you know could be a guy that they really look to to try and move chains a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is what he's done so well for them in the past, and you know he's had some some big playoff games for them in the past, even though they usually lose them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but he has had some <laughs> decent playoff games. So yeah, I, I kind of like him in this one. I I think he's one of those guys that that I've been taking low to try and get more chalk in my lineup. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, what are you thinking on the over under of two thirty five and a half for Russell Wilson passing? Yeah, you know what. Um, I think he's going to need a little bit more than that. So I'm going to go over. But mm-hmm. it's going to be really tight. Um, will, he's probably yeah. had as many games below that number as he had is, has had over it. Mm-hmm. For the season, he averages 215 and a half. Yeah, so, right. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with this. It's going to be close. Um, and uh, he's averaging 23 and a half rushing yards per game. And the uh, over-under 
uh, is 22 and a half. So right there. <laughs> I like I like the over under 22 and a half. I think he goes over. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I just think he, he's going to need to to put his wheels in motion against mm-hmm. this defense to to actually do some damage. So I, I think he goes over. I like that bet a lot. Think they're going to pressure him and move him out? He'll have to come out of the pocket and run a bit? Well, I think he's going to have to design plays to move him out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. And, and I mm-hmm. think ultimately he will have to run a few times uh, enough to get that 22 and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dak has a, I believe it's 16 and a half uh, over under for rushing for uh, Dak Prescott. What do you think about that? Uh, again, you know, trying to save plays, trying to make plays. I, I, he, he hasn't been rushing much lately, mm-hmm. and that's why the number is so damn low. I mean, what, yeah. four yards in the last four games? He's just mm-hmm. not attempting many runs. You know what? I'm going to mm-hmm. go under. I'm going to go under. Yeah, he averages uh, just about 19 for the season. But like you said, lately he has been running, and uh, I, I agree with you. I think I would – a 16 and a half, that's kind of low, though. You know, I could see him like – it could be 18, but I'm, I'm tempted to go the under with you at the 16 and a half. But uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to call. Uh, what about Zeke at 92 and a half for rushing yards? I got to go over. I think Zeke is going to run wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, nothing against Seattle. Um, you know, they, they've done an okay job against, you know, running backs, but Man, I just I, I think Zeke is going to have to be huge for Dallas in this one. They need to get him involved. Uh, yeah, I, I have to think he goes over that. And Chris Carson at uh, seventy-three and a half rushing. Um, uh, man, Dallas talk about Dallas defense has played well. They haven't given up a hundred yards to a team running mm-hmm. to a team of running backs all season. Most production they gave up was Tennessee, eighty-nine yards. Um, and again, not just one running back. I'm talking, you know, both running backs at that point got 89 yards total. Um, so th- this is a tough number. But, you know, we're talking about Carson, who's had at least 20 touches in each of the final four games and has 90 plus rushing yards each game. Um, you know, and then against Dallas back in week three, he had 103, 102 yards, 100, mm-hmm. 102, 102, 102 yards. Yeah, 32 carries uh, for 102 and a touchdown, yes. Yeah, two, so two I think he definitely tops that tops that 20 touch. And if he does, I think he goes over that 77. Yeah, uh, yeah, 73 and a half, but I agree with you. And uh, Rashad Penny. And a half, 20, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Uh, Rashad Penny, 22 and a half. You think he plays enough to go over on that? Oh, I wouldn't touch that bet with a 10-foot pole. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) You know, he could do that on one big play, or he could get two touches and get, you know, four yards. Mm -hmm. It really depends on, you know, if Carson is in a group, they're not really going to give much looks elsewhere. If if he gets off early and starts playing well early, then they're just going to feed him uh, like they Mm -hmm. did last time with over 30, you know, rushes in that game. I could see that happening again. Yeah, it's so uh, inconsistent, but four of his last six, he's had at least 44. His low has been 44. His high has been 108. And that's, you know, in, in his last six games. But I agree with you. Really tough to uh, – I might go I, I might go crazy and go over. 22 and a half. Uh, then you have Mike Davis too. But Mike Davis, more of a pass-catching back, right? Yeah, and I, I can't fault you for going over. I mean, like you yeah, said, yeah, it's yeah. such a low number. He could do it in one play mm-hmm. if he gets yeah. one good play. So I'm just saying I wouldn't touch this bet. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Maybe with uh, your money. And, 
Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pay the money, money you send me. Yeah, there you go. Sean, <laughs> send us some money. We know Sean's uh, got all the money in the freaking world. I mean, his father's the king. <laughs> there you go. He's got the gold someplace, but he won't <laughs> tell us where. Uh, any of these numbers on uh, receivers? 64. Maybe we'll have to. We'll touch receivers right after the commercial, and then we'll continue breaking down wild card weekend in the NFL. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Hey, are you at the game? Maybe you just got a gut feeling. Well, no problem. Now you could bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000. Woohoo! I was waiting for the, the crowd to, to, to chime in. <laughs> hey, that, <laughs> that's mybookie.ag. Promo code FNTSY, mybookie.ag. There you go. Okay. Uh, you, know, well, you know, when you go, you ever go to these live tapings of these shows? Like, uh, I've, you know, I've been to a couple, and you, know, you, you have the producer telling you when to, to clap and how long to clap and how loud to clap. And So, uh, Sean, you got to be doing a better job. Get, get our audience uh, involved a little bit, okay? <laughs> The, o- the only live studio show I ever saw was Saturday Night Live way back in the Oh, that's, that way, is on my bucket back, list. Way back when I it was actually I would love. Good. Yeah, yeah. I would love to uh, see SNL Live. And every August they have uh, a lotto that I apply to. to, try to oh, do they? I didn't even know that. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you recall how you got tickets? I have no idea, dude. I'm talking 35 yeah, yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, so right at the beginning, right? right yeah. At the, yeah. That's cool. Okay. The closest I've come was in Chicago. We went to see uh, uh, Second City uh, Oh, show. I love Second City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's – I, I just felt like I was watching uh, kind of an SNL kind of thing, a lot of yeah. improv going on, a lot of uh, young comics. It was fun. Uh, all right. Let's uh, – I want to be done with this game. Then uh, maybe we'll give our uh, a, a DFS lineup or two for the Saturday games. Then we'll move on to the Sunday games. But uh, any of these uh, prop bets for wide receivers out of this uh, – uh, Dallas Seattle game. Uh, anything uh, 
you know, strike a chord with you. Amari Cooper at 64 and a half. Uh, Tyler Lockett at 59 and a half. Uh, Doug Baldwin, 54 and a half. And we talked about Beasley, 33 and a half. Any I those, do like uh, Beasley. I, I like yeah. Beasley to go over with the 33 and a half. And I like Lockett to go over with the 59 and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he's definitely going to, if Seattle has any chance of winning this, he's, he's got to come up with a big player or two. Um, and if he does that, I think he goes off just, he could just go over just with those two two big plays. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have to take him there. I do think Baldwin has a chance to go over as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it comes down to health. That would be, you know, scares me a little bit more of that bet. Uh, but mm-hmm. I would take the shot. And, and Cooper, uh, again, it just really depends on which Dak Prescott shows up. Yeah. Uh, I think that Doug Baldwin could end up being a draft uh, day bargain next year. You know, I mean, he's been hurt all year, basically, right? He even kind of admitted it in preseason that he was going to be dealing with his knee injury all season long. So he might be able to give you, like, you know, a very low first-round uh, value next year or maybe, you know, early second-round First round value. value? Well, well, you don't think he could be like a, a like a wide receiver 12? If he's no, I, I really, I, I see that's the problem. He I don't know if he's be. ever going to be. Yeah, yeah I, I agree, mm-hmm. and I'm not fighting that. I'm, mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, mm-hmm. based on what we're hearing about the knees, I'm not sure he's ever yeah. going to be fully 100% healthy again. Right. I was uh, hoping that an know, offseason might help him. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when, when you start getting down to bone rubbing on bone, yeah. it's a little different thing, and that, that, you know, degenerative right off the top, and you just never mm-hmm. really get over that unless they go in there and try and put new ligaments in there and muscles in there to try and compensate for that. But that's a that's a lot of work, and he'd still need time for that too. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so do you have a DFS lineup uh, for the Saturday slot, the Saturday I games? Yeah. I, have, I have several, but, I yeah, I'll read right. the one I really like. Um, okay. I, I went with uh, – and, of course, this is DraftKings. I, I play mostly on DraftKings. Nothing against FanDuel. It's all because I prefer the full-point PPR. Uh, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I just do all my all my thinking all year and everything is all revolving around PPR full points. So, right. You know, even half point can mess that up uh, in my mind. Right. So I, I like DraftKings. Sorry, Vandal. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I like Andrew Luck at 6,400. I took Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott, 9,000. I took Naheem Hines at 3,500. DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins at 8,700. T.Y. Hilton mm-hmm. at 7,800. Kiki Cote at 4,000. Eric Ebron at 5,200. Dalton Schultz at 2,500. Wow. Um, yeah, well, again, to, to try and get luck. Elliot Hopkins yeah. and Hilton, man, and, mm-hmm. and Ebron. I had to really, uh, really deep, dig down deep there, and then yeah, I took yeah. the Cowboys defense. Mm-hmm. Nice, I like so, it. So you know, like I'm basically I'm I'm punting the Schultz. I, I, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. You know, whatever. If mm-hmm. he gets you know two or three points, I'll be happy. I, I but right. his was definitely a punt position in trying to get mm-hmm. some of these other guys in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to. Uh, Jarwin, how, how much was he compared to Schultz? Uh, Jarwin was, uh, man, I'm trying to remember. 3,300. Yeah, 3,300. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, all right, let's see. So let me read you one of mine for today's slot. Uh, I went with Andrew Luck as my quarterback for 6,400. Uh, Chris Carson, 6,800. Marlon Mack, 6,000. Uh, Amari Cooper, 
7,500. Coutte for 4,000. And T.Y. Hilton, 7,800. That winds uh, down my, my wide receivers. Got Ebron, Ebron in there. Went with uh, Naheem Hines, hoping he could catch some passes. Like you said, I'm playing on DraftKings full point PPR for 3,500. Thought it was a good value. And I uh, went with the Colts uh, defense for 2,300. Well, there you go. I got, can't blame you there either. Um, mm-hmm. uh, again, you're trying to get as low low values you can, uh, low costs as you can, so you can definitely put chalk at other positions. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a, a position or two to to get more chalk you can, especially in cash mm-hmm. games. Right, and I have. A, let me read you another quick one. I'll go through it quick. But uh, I, I went with Prescott, your, your buddy Prescott, as my quarterback, and I took uh, Elliott and Carson as my two running backs. And uh, looking at it now, I don't know. Maybe I I, I put Hilton, and I, I took Dontrell Inman, and I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't have taken uh, two uh, wide receivers from Indianapolis. But hey, you never know. I'm uh, Tyler Lockett. I have in there. Well, when you're talking about receiver. the high, highest highest game on the slate, <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to yeah. take that chance. Somebody yeah, else yeah. has got to be involved. Thanks, Taz. You're making me feel good. And I got Ebron in there again. And in my flex, I uh, went 3,500 with Beasley. And, uh, again, used the Colts' uh, defense. So we'll see. Just it's fun to ha- to be invested in the game this way. Makes it more interesting. Oh, I, right? I totally agree. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a, that's the great good. thing about daily fantasy sports is that you can yeah, yeah. play a different lineup each week. You're not locked into guys mm-hmm. that you've had all year that you're trying to wonder if they're ever going to come alive this week or not or, right. you know, all right, that craziness right. that we deal with in season long. You don't have to deal mm-hmm. with that DFS. You just go out there and play the guys you want that particular week and, you know, or right. that particular slate even. And, mm-hmm. you know, just really good things. I, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity yeah. that we've gotten to play it. Yeah, yeah, and actually, uh, it, it just lightened my mood after I made these these lineups too, because it's just fun, you know. That's what we fantasy guys like to do, right? We like to make lineups, we like to get involved in in uh, in drafts, and and you're involved in that that mock draft, that way uh, too early mock draft, right? And I want to talk about the Ravens Chargers, but uh, I don't know if we're going to get a chance to really get into this. Maybe we'll have to get into it next week. But the one thing I will mention. Um, we, we well, talked, we can't get uh, into the Ravens Chargers next week. Game will be over. No, no, I know. But I'm I'm talking about your early mock. But I just, oh, oh, I'll talk okay. quickly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I'll talk Mahomes. Right? We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Whether or not he'd be a first round pick, and he went third overall in this uh, in this mock. Oh yeah, yeah, and that, you're going to see a lot of that this year. Yes, yes. You know, there's yeah. going to be people out there wanting to take him in the first uh, first round. Yeah. Hey, Scott Engel did a whole article on whether or not he's yeah. a, a viable first rounder next year, and you know, mm-hmm. put, brings up some good points. Uh, you know, most mm-hmm. people out there are, and, and I can't believe you know I'm one of them. It, it it's just hard to believe that he's going to come close to fifty thousand, you know, five thousand yards touchdowns. and fifty touchdowns yeah. again right. next year. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. such a hard number to ascertain. So you have to expect some regression. Um, and the fact of the matter is, you know, it's so hard to pay that early for a quarterback. It just is. Um, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of good quarterbacks in the league now. And, you know, we're seeing I love what you did. hopefully get better. So, you know, mm-hmm. I can't I can't fault. You know, I'm not going to say no, it's it's a bad idea. I just I don't like spending that early for a quarterback, even one coming off such a great game. And. To put it on another point, the guys that are coming off before this that threw for, you know, 50 touchdowns and big yardage, usually the next year there's a pretty steep drop-off. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you remember when you were a little bitty baby Taz and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers and Breeze? Were, a lot of the drafts I did years ago, they were first-round picks. <laughs> well, back yeah, back uh, but, then, yeah. They're, they're, but, it, yeah. I mean, they were a clear-cut step above all the other yeah. quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, yes, you know, yes. And people back then, you know, didn't realize the the – how much it cost you when you weren't taking into account position scarcity. Yeah. yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, in a, in any given league, you know, we're talking about a one quarterback league. And once you get into two quarterback leagues, all bets are off and, you know, quarterbacks sure. go in first round easily. Then I'm no happy doubt. getting uh, Mahomes in the first right. round. So yeah. it, but in a start one quarterback league, you know, it, there's such a disparity um, at the other positions when you wait on them instead of waiting on quarterback, that it just really a lot of times doesn't pay off. The only way it pays off for him next year is if he gets even close to the kind of numbers he got this year. That's the only way it pays off is a first-round pick. Right, right. And uh, just uh, we're going to get to uh, the uh, Ravens-Chargers, but I, I just want to say that I love what you did. Uh, you took your first quarterback ninth round and got Rivers, and then – came right back and took Mayfield in the 10th round. And then in the 11th round, you took Allen. I love what you did. <laughs> well, you know, I, I look, I, I wanted, you know, a, a set quarterback that I could, you know, have now. And then I, I, I like the fact it's a 20 round draft. So there's plenty of bench, mm-hmm. plenty of bench side. So I wanted two young mm-hmm. quarterbacks that have the upside that I really like. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I so first of all, I've always liked Baker Mayfield, and he was the only player in the draft last year that, if I were the Giants, I would have taken over Barkley if I had the opportunity. The only one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, and he's played tremendously. Um, and Allen, I mean, he has been so much better than he was early in the season. He looks so lost. This team looked mm-hmm. lost. But you know, at the end of the season, he. he you know, he's still not the greatest passer in the world, but he's okay. Uh, but he's mm-hmm. just learned to play the game better. He's making smarter decisions. So just things I really like. Mm-hmm. All right. Like I said, uh, I like what you did. And uh, at this point, I think we're going to have to really get into this draft. that will be completed by the time we do our show next week. But uh, yeah. we'll try to get into that more. Uh, so uh, this uh, – Chargers and uh, the Ravens game. Ravens uh, two and a half point favorite. They're home. Uh, they were ten and six on the season. Chargers twelve and four. Week sixteen, you alluded to the Ravens beat the Chargers twenty two ten. That was a game played in Los Angeles. Uh, basically, what, what do you say about the Ravens? Run first team uh, with Lamar Jackson on the center. He's six and one as a starter. Uh, Baltimore equals defense. Right? They've given up uh, just under eighteen points per game. Overall in the season, uh, where do we go with this, Taz? I mean, uh, basically, when it comes to the Ravens, I don't think you want any of their wide receivers. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. But yeah, but uh, do, is, are you still happy with uh, Gus Edwards, or uh, can you take Ken Dixon over Gus Edwards at this stage? Well, you can't take Dixon over him. I don't think um, he, he mm-hmm. just hasn't been seeing enough touches consistently to to warrant that. Gus Edwards still sees the more you know more touches, more snaps. Um, more snaps. The, the problem with Edwards is, is that he's just not involved in the passing game, and that right. hurts One's his value because if he doesn't get in the end zone, then you you're looking at a max of you know eight, nine, ten points maybe. Um, and, yeah. and that that hurts his, his viability as a fantasy asset, especially in PPR leagues. And you know he he's someone that, that I, I am absolutely fading uh, in in this weekend's rounds. I, I just don't trust him. Mm-hmm. 
in the one way I think Dixon might have the advantage over Edwards is, well, first of all, I was looking at uh, Chargers in PPR scoring. You have given up the most fantasy points to running backs over the past five weeks. And that leans more towards Dixon because, like you said, I mean, uh, Edwards is pretty much one-dimensional. But uh, you're right, snap count, Dixon is there. Actual touches, uh, you know, combined receiving and actually, uh, you know, carrying the ball. Dixon uh, beat him 13 to 12 last week, and they had a, a nice week. But uh, I mean, it is. It's almost like a you know 50-50 at this stage. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. Uh, anybody else? I, I'm concerned. I'll be honest with you. And, and uh, I know you you're, you're very high on the Chargers. I'm concerned that first of all, uh, with with the injuries that I alluded to earlier, Melvin Gordon and uh, Keenan Allen not 100. percent Well, I'm not very high on the Chargers at all. This is a tough Buffalo okay. Baltimore team. <laughs> um, I, mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm going with the Chargers. Based on the fact that I picked them in the preseason, I'm not high on this at all. (laughs) Um, This is a tough matchup. Like I said, coming Mm -hmm. cross country, playing Baltimore in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, You know, the Mm -hmm. one, it really comes down to did they learn anything uh, about stopping. You know Lamar Jackson yeah. in their last contest mm-hmm. in this one. Can they can they bring that to the table? If they if they can stop him from rushing, um, then mm-hmm. I think they have a very good shot at it. Let's face it. it the problem here is that because this, this offense has turned the way it has with Jackson in there, is that they take so much time off the clock. So they yes. they really only they give you limited number of snaps on offense the opposing offense, and you know the offense has to then try and and do things quickly. And when you do things quickly against such a good defense, you tend to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I was looking at Evan Silva from Roto World. Uh, teams against the Ravens average 10.9 fewer offensive plays per game. So uh, you know. There you go. That's the benefit of being able to run that ball. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. It takes all that time right off the clock, and especially if you do it successfully. Yeah, all right. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down this game. We'll look at some of the uh, prop bets from this game, see if uh, Taz, any, Taz has any sleepers that you could play, uh, put in your lineups and whatnot. We'll be right back with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend. Fantasy Update. 